0: I'm That's D. what D. I love. Mr. Mallard uh, joined me as always. Uh, Mr. Chief of Morale so uh, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we go
1: get... <laughs> so the point? Being is good golfers are a fucking dime a dozen, and we saw it in full swing that the line of demarcation between. Here,
0: are you ready, bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to be beat?
1: I didn't do my homework this week.
0: <laughs> what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Divots and Pivots. It's Tuesday night here on the Fantasy Sports Corporation, so you know what time it is. It's time for you to hang out with us. Hear about our bullshit, hear about our ups and downs of the start of the NFL season and whatever. Other crazy thoughts happen to cross Bud's mind while this camera and mic is on.
1: Bud, welcome. How are you this evening? You owe everyone an explanation. I listen. I'm wearing. I'm wearing the Acorn Hills baby blue quarter zip. Fits like a charm. Made by the same manufacturers. Yes. Fit Joy and all that kind of stuff. TBFY, fifteen percent. Fifteen percent off what in the fuck do you have on have you ever seen have you ever seen old school remember old you wish no you're thinking of will ferrell from set uh from wedding crashers where he's oh yes at Ma for the meatloaf which for those of you listening on the podcast that's exactly what he's wearing he's wearing the the maroon <laughs> smokers jacket made famous by will ferrell and hugh hefner um and in a baseball cap so i can't tell what direction we're going here and you look like the guy who showed up at the front door he just said i'm here for the gangbang so what's the occasion is this is this a new andrew is this what we can expect from now on are you going to start shedding clothing or did you lose a bet
0: no no this is this is this is mr mallard i filmed sophistication station today for uh for tss fantasy and i said you know what it's it's time uh it's time the the robe came with me to divots and pivots. Cause what better time than uh than than the pivot season? It's upon us. So
1: my room, my roommate asked me that too. She's like, "Isn't golf season over?" Over. I was like, "I got bad <laughs> news for you, honey. The Fortinet <laughs> yeah. Championships starts this week." But before all of that, uh, life's good. Morale is high. In case you missed it, oh, if you yeah. if you don't if you don't follow me on Instagram I'm at this buds for you f o r e for the four. It's like a golf thing. Mm-hmm. How slick is that? Um, super slick there was a there was a golfer over the weekend for nc state mexican mexican chick junior who shot they they had her tracking they actually the um like the online scoring showed that she fought, she shot 59. It was going to be the first 59 in women's golf, you know, collegiate golf history oh, sure. for the women. And they went through the scorecard like they always do. And luckily they they caught just, I mean, the official scorecard is the official scorecard. Online scoring, yeah. nothing. I mean, I hate to break it to you folks. What you see on your TV means nothing. It's those little scorecards that they <laughs> uh, they sign. And they, they they caught an error in that. And so she did, though, break a new record, 11 under 60. And uh, her name is uh, Lauren. God, I'm going to can butcher this where where is it where is it where is it golfer shoots college golfer where is she lauren olivares leon and please don't at me for that but uh yeah shoots 60 in the first round and then she had to go back out it was a 36 whole day so that was uh, that was fun that was fun it was fun to see the irish mm-hmm. open um yeah i saw shane lowry was up there uh getting some 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 practice swings in before the Ryder cup he's got, I mean, he's got a, he's got a lot, not a lot to answer for, but he's under the sim- similar pressure as Justin Thomas, right? He's the yeah. heart and soul pick while you have Ludwig Aberg, uh, you know, who's fresh out, you know, he was in, he was in class this time last year at Texas AM, quote unquote class. The guy's a, a student athlete. We'll see what he was actually doing. But uh, Adrian Moronk, I was just looking cause I was watching the Irish open cause I am a junkie and I have no life. Uh, and I was trying to see, you know, what they're doing over there in the DP World Tour because they still go. They go through November. They they have mm-hmm. just a longer season than we do. Obviously, they have to acquiesce to our seasons. Yeah, they can. Also, a bit,
0: they can play through different levels of seasons because the weather's a little different over there. They can get more out of the year than we can
1: we could have an entire year round professional golf league in Jupiter, Florida, if we wanted to actually Arizona sure would be there. less rain. No, but they are, they they're still going And this week. They're at Wentworth, uh, which I guess just a Wentworth is a, is a very popular course slash club over there. And it's the host, it's hosting the BMW championship, one of their Rolex series, like their signature events. We mm-hmm. think we're slick with our signature events. They've been doing it for a little bit longer already, but, um, basically increased purses. There's no other, you know, nothing other, not the, nothing other than that. And it goes all the way through November for their tour championship. So I've been paying attention to that. Rory McElroy is in the lead over there. It's, I think it's Rory and then John Ron, because there's a lot of crossover events. Mm-hmm. The majors count towards both tours. And then stuff like the, the, the Genesis Open is co-sanctioned. Um, even some of these off, these what we would call off events, the Barracuda, uh, you know, or the Barbasol. Sometimes those get recognized by the DP World Tour because of the number of World Tour guys who fill those spots left by maybe the heavier hitters who are playing in the top tier event this that week. And I think you're going to see more of that as they push this whole idea of signature events and that being, you know, eight times a year. So now there's 12 weeks out of the year that are <clears throat> bigger than the rest if you include the majors. So that's what I've been paying attention to. And so um, so you just called it you said the Rolex series. Is that what they actually call like their group of signature
0: events? Are they sponsored by like, you know, more about the DP DP tour than than I do. But so Rolex sponsors their signature events. They're they're what we call now our elevated events here in the PGA.
1: Yeah, Rolex. Rolex was one of the first like commercial partnerships with golf. Period. I mean, so I,
0: I i know I've known that over the years, obviously, even on the PGA Tour, they're yeah big
1: sponsor with the backboards of uh, of the tee boxes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you always see the 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 classic green clock posted up there, yep. you know, with the Rolex time. Uh no, this is this goes back to the late 20 the late 20 teens when they did roll it out just for the same freaking reasons that you know mm-hmm. originally we did the world golf tour or the WGCs, and those, now those are gone. Whatever you can do to shake up the status quo to to entice these guys to get more interested or you know bring more eyeballs, and usually that means more money. Uh, although, so yeah, it is, it is like the Rolex series. They just, so if the PGA tour watch, it might be coming too. although with the new, if this new money comes in from the PIF, maybe not, but, uh, you know, you could see that, it, you know, we, we already have it. I mean, the FedEx cup playoffs is mm-hmm. essentially, you know, a little series that it has individual events that have their own sponsors, but it's part of this overall thing, this entity. So yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm paying attention to as well. Uh, because these guys talk about it, like it's a big deal. I don't really think so. Cause again, I'm so America centric with my golf and that's why i'm trying to branch out and watch a little more dp world tour also morning golf is great and you get a lot of that when you uh when you follow the DP world tour it really gets you
0: through the the work day like the the start to your work day you just pop it on while you while you're going through your emails and
1: stuff i can feel i can get down with that nothing gets me going like like watching a guy hit a stinger (laughs) in some 20 mile an hour winds no it's fucking slow dude it's boring yeah although we got college football college football's back uh yeah you act like that's exciting
0: you act like that's exciting for you though as a georgia fan uh, you know getting to roll over the likes of ball state this past weekend oh
1: but i I mean i i'm i just love college football in general mostly because (laughs) you know you know whatever others do can impact us still with the final four setup they have now but you are right we did roll ball state uh which is expected we have south carolina this weekend and folks are thinking that's gonna be another just walk in the park but I mean, it's an SEC game, so you never take those lightly. And at the same time, yep. when I was there, it was like my freshman or sophomore year. Mark Rick goes for it. I think it was my freshman year. Mark Rick goes for it on like second and goal with 13 seconds left. He runs the ball with no timeouts. The clock just runs out and we lose by five. Or I, th- I think we even might have just needed a field goal to tie. And he was going to try to run one play and then kick the field goal, and it just baffled me. So, I mean, little things, weird things can happen. Uh, a couple of years ago, missed kick by Blankenship, and, and uh, there goes our playoff hope. So, you don't take it for granted, but you are right. It is uh, it is pretty boring. So, I'm trying to find the, you know, the Olivares-Leon stories and the Irish Open and what's mm-hmm. the angle there. So, I did find, uh, I did <coughs> learn a little bit about the Rolex series, trying to go down the, that rabbit hole. Last but certainly not least, because it nine eleven. Uh, or mm-hmm. was yesterday. It was yesterday, yes. Have have you seen, I think this opened up a couple of years ago, Jack Nicholas's course up in Grand Haven, Michigan, American Dunes? Uh I I haven't no. So it's, I mean, it it was, I thought it was just, I think, like the Grand Haven Golf Club. My uncle lives there. And uh a couple of years ago, the family that owned it wanted, to, you know, wanted to redo it, wanted to, you know, cleared out a bunch of land, yada yada yada. But they ultimately ended up partnering with Folds of Honor, which brought me back around to the whole mm-hmm. 9-11 thought. Because uh, sure. I saw that they're hosting their second annual Folds of Honor Collegiate. I think is it's a collegiate tournament, or it might be an invitational, or something like that. And uh, I don't know. DMP should go on the road. Go on the road to Grand Haven, Michigan. We can stay on my uncle's boat right there on Lake Michigan, and we'll play Folds of Honor. That be brought cool. to you. Brought to you by your name here. Uh, <laughs> we do have to get into some divots or some pivots. There, it's definitely a yes. kind of season, like you said. And there's, there's a one ton. Big, I don't want to get in there too early, but we are going to get into the biggest pivot of them all from last night. Uh, the team that has to pivot the hardest and the fastest, and they don't know which way they're going to pivot or when yeah. or for how long. I mean, they know where they're going to pivot this week. You can't.
0: So be, be, before we get on to NFL, though, I do want to still wrap up with college football, because was one more thing I want to ask you on that. Please. If you're cool with that real fast. Yeah, you, sorry, you had to have brain been brainless. happy seeing Alabama lose to Texas.
1: I'm never happy. My, my wife actually brought this up. My wife, not my roommate. Two same person, different personalities. <laughs> but
0: be, you know what? I think that's the first time you've referred to her as your wife on this show. We're, I we're, respect, about, wrap, we're about wrapping up season two here. and Because
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> when she's right, she's right. And I was chirping that too. I was like, I love, oh man. I was like, I love seeing, you know, Saban go down. She goes, why? She's like, I like seeing them win unless it's against Georgia. She's like, because if, if Bama goes away, then that just weakens the whole thing too. I mean, and and I get her argument. I get her Mm -hmm. point. And really then it turned to, no, I wanted to see Bama actually beat the dog piss out of Texas. It's kind of like a careful what you wish for coming to the sec, but that the quarterback for Texas, Quinn Ewers, uh, originally Mm -hmm. was at Ohio state. I mean, he's, it's not, these guys shuffle around DG, uh, the guy who, who came behind Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, DG, you what you- I can't say his last name. Yeah. And I don't want to butcher it. They even just say, refer to him as DJ when they're doing, yes, the u- I, I, re- I like, noticed that <laughs> he's out at Oregon state. I mean, everybody with the, with the transfer portal, the way it is, uh, people just pop up everywhere. And these teams all have really, really good players uh, and sometimes mm-hmm. you 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 forget where these guys started out. I mean, he was supposed to be again the next Ohio State quarterback that was going to take them to you know to the promised land. And then it's a it's, it's it's a fickle game. You have to you have to cash in while you can, I guess.
0: Yeah, I get it, but you know you know Alabama losing to Texas, it's a, it's a Texas. fun I mean, well, story. It, it's fun. It's a fun story. I'm you I'm got there for it. I'm cool with it. Um, it was really the main upset of the weekend, you know. Obviously, Georgia wins, Michigan wins. Everything else kind of was pretty Chalky. lopsided throughout the the college football world. So, um, careful.
1: Keep an eye on Duke. Duke is, I think, yeah. a sneaky two and Uh So I, I am, yeah, because
0: I'm curious to see if the, this win this weekend was just them riding the high of last weekend uh with how they played that game. So I, I am curious to see if, the, if they can keep it up because that, that's a that's that's a that's a hard um, um, like level of adrenaline to, to carry through multiple weeks.
1: And there's a big sneeze. There it is. Okay. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. I got Sorry. I got to the mute button. Now, Duke might be having uh, there was there was a Northwestern team in the late 90s that had this like magnificent 11 and 1 run went to the Rose mm-hmm. Bowl, you know, the whole bit. Uh and I feel like they might be capturing you know they're 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 lightning, but you are right. Sometimes you you get a big upset, and then you can ride that momentum for a week or two, and then October comes. I mean, it's kind of like you see our right. poor poor Patriots and how close we came to to pulling it off. I know I'm drifting back to the NFL. Um, oh, that's fine because
0: we're going to get there anyways.
1: It's the only we god. have to. Oh my god, I'm going to sneeze again. Where do you want to go That's first fine. in the NFL? I mean, we could go back to the Fortunet Championship. It's going, it, it is going on this week. I'll go, I'll talk about the FedEx yeah. Cup fall later, but please tell me, everybody's got, this is like the, the, what color, what color dress are you seeing? Or what are you hearing? Laurel or whatever the hell the other word was. Where do you? How do you feel? How do you feel about the Aaron Rodgers situation? So we'll it we'll we'll
0: finish. We'll round out with Aaron Rodgers, just like the. the oh, oh will we? This week, we will because because uh, the, the the Jets saved the NFL from a disaster. Right, I'll, I'll hear. I'll hear your. I'll hear your stories. Yeah, we we because because look, Thursday night game was uh, it was all right. There's nothing really great about it. Um, and then a primetime Sunday night game, obviously that disaster with the Giants as uh, Abdella here oh. in, the, in the comments says, how about them Giants? Yeah, how about oh. them Giants? That was an absolute uh, – I, I I I don't usually turn those games off, but I, I went to bed. And when I woke up and saw the final score, and went, geez, it got even worse. and it's, uh, So that's – the fact that Thursday night was a bit of a snooze, Sunday night was an absolute blowout, which – by two rival teams, which should have been absolute money for Sunday Night Football, um, and then what was transpiring? So last night the stage was set perfectly, MetLife Stadium, right there in New York, September 11th. The pregame ceremonies, uh, you know, Queen Latifah and the national. Oh no, that was Queen Latifah. Did she do a Sunday Night? Oh, I think I'm. good. No, no, she did. It, she did it last night. Queen Latifah sings the national anthem last night with the. Uh, NYPD and the FDNY uh, choir behind her. Um, Aaron Rodgers running onto the field, leading the team out with the American flight. Like The atmosphere was there. You could even see it in the, the pregame show on NFL Network. Steve Mariucci, um choked up at the desk when they cut back to him after that entrance of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, choked up, changed his pick right there because he said, this is what football is about. It's an emotional sport. You don't pick against... The energy that's in that stadium, basically, is like I'm. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but that's basically what he was saying. And you could feel it through the TV. It was like, okay, this. Like I was leaning forward. I'm not even a Jets fan. I'm not a Bills fan, obviously, um, as a Pats fan. But I was on the edge of my seat, just ready for some football. Good television. And yeah, it was just great television. And then, as someone well, I, who who hates Aaron Rodgers, I think he's such a douchebag. I hate the Jets because they're the Jets, and I hate the Bills because they're the Bills. You know, division rivals, but I had Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy team, and I really? had Garrett Wilson on my fantasy team. So, like, that was the only reason I had rooting interest in it. But all that aside, still hatred for the team, fantasy football stuff on the edge, uh, on the line. Okay. To see, you could tell immediately when Aaron Rodgers sat down. He stood up, he looked around, and he sat down, and there was just defeat on his face. He he knew it you don't not feel your Achilles tendon snap up into your calf. <laughs> like you, There's no question about what you feel when you feel that I have a feeling. Um, and you could tell on his face right away the second he sat down. And to watch a player get hurt four plays into the season like that and their season, and in my opinion, most likely ending his career, uh, I'm not sure. I'm leaning towards him not coming back from this. Not because I think the injury will hold him back. I think he can physically come back from it. I'm not sure he's going to choose to. Um, I think he's going to choose to take his $75 million guaranteed from this new contract with the Jets and, and uh, walk away, um, which I don't blame him for. It. 39 years old. Go for it. But even more so to the Jets fans. Like, how brutal. <laughs> we are saving grace is finally year. And uh, it goes down like that. And to see, to see and feel the energy just get sucked out of that stadium, which was going to be such great television and such a great experience, was brutal to watch until it wasn't anymore. Because the Jets somehow fucking pulled off a miracle. They go out there. They tie it up. They put – and then, you know, yes, they give up a field goal to where the, the Bills push overtime. time. Um, sorry, yeah, the Bills tied it up. But then to have a rookie who barely makes the team – Run back a, a punt for the winning touchdown in overtime. Are you kidding me? Like that, it still somehow turned into great freaking football, even though it was such a high and then such a low. It got back up to the high, and that's what football is all about. So, Monday Night Football and the Jets saved primetime week one football for the NFL because it was going to be abysmal. If they had Josh Allen. Um, just blowing that without the excitement of the way that game ended, man. And then Aaron Rodgers going out there and, and getting hurt at the same time—it just would have been an absolute disaster. And I, of course, I finished talking right when you take a sip. <laughs> you think Rodgers is done? I think he's going to choose to be done. So I think there was obviously the biggest questions about him wasn't necessarily if he could still physically do it, but he didn't seem to have the desire to to play anymore when he was in Green Bay which understandable he was unhappy there um, and he was done being there. Um, and you could see he had a bit of a fire reignited in him uh, with the Jets this year and and was I think was going to turn out all right. I don't think he was going to ha- hit his peak prime seasons that he's had before, but I think he was going to be just fine for the Jets this year and be enough for what that team needed him to be with the talent they have. Um, but I think this is just going to be such a wind out of his sail. Like, is he really going to want to go through the rehab of this all year and then come back next year? I just – I don't see it. I I think that fire is going to be ripped out of him, and I think we saw enough of the way he can carry himself when he does get kind of dejected and down and out of it that I'm not sure he's going to want to come back. I think he's going to hang it up. He won't tell us until right before the season starts next year because that's Aaron Rodgers' style, but I think that will be the final result.
1: I don't. I think I think you are right that you saw a a change in him when he got to New York and he talked about it in some of the interviews where all of a sudden now he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to Broadway. There's not a lot to do in Green Bay, to be honest. Fair. (laughs) So so it is. So it is a different, you know, it's a different atmosphere. And I. I think the fact that it was four plays in and not towards the end of the first game or even like, you know, after taking a few shots, you know, I think. I think, I think he's just going to go get the surgery. And then if the doctors say it's possible, he'll do it. Um, I don't think, you know, I, I, I think that there's a lot of money to be made there. And I think legacy kind of stuff, if he looks around and if they they can actually hold on to whatever team they built, they put together, you know, I think, Mm -hmm. I think he's going to come back, but I, I see your point too of the age factor coming in Dan Marino towards the end of his career, you know, he got, he got popped and then he had to come back after his Achilles went, uh, you know, Kobe did it and bounced back. I mean, so it is possible. I think, you know, who knows? Maybe he's gonna go down to Peru, do some ayahuasca, figure it out from there. Hia Hiawatha Yeah, it's my my co-author Brian
0: Scott. Um, and so um our weekly article inside the medical tent is gonna be coming out moment actually and probably within minutes um before the show is over, it'll be out. Uh, but as you'll see he says in there, um the one thing he has going for him, as far as if he does come back, is that uh, it's not his back leg, aka his plant leg for throwing. Um, that would be mo- more problematic for him because this is, you know, an Achilles injury, just like an ACL injury, is one of those injuries that um, tends to you lose you lose a step. You use you, you lose a little bit of pop and jump uh in your athleticism on that part of your body when that injury happens. So if this was his back and plant leg for throwing, um, that would be a different story. At least it's not that for him. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm still leaning towards over 50 that he's done for his career.
1: Over 50, I'd take some of that action. Yeah, it was but it, that's so that's
0: last night. That's Aaron Rodgers, though. That jets get that the Jets, the way they came back though,
1: good god, that was so much fun to watch. And I hate the Jets. <laughs> I hate the Jets now, so I, much. <laughs> I do too. I, I I hate the Jets, but I also I, I don't know if I don't know if I say I hate the Bills, but I love watching the Bills yeah. fumble, uh, figuratively and literally speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Josh,
0: but, but watching Jesus. watching
1: them get the get the Charlie Brown Lucy football treatment just one more time. You know they went to those four straight Super Bowls, mm-hmm. uh, and and people that that's hard as fuck to get there in the first place. Once, yeah, let alone four straight times. It's just Man, uh, well, I'm, as by the way, while we're talking about this, the I think ESPN just popped on the thirty for thirty about the Fab Five. You want to talk about another era of uh of fans? Because I was one yeah. of them. I was I was a little seven, eight, nine year old Boudreaux who was huge. I loved Michigan basketball at that age, and they were coming off of like a nineteen eighty nine national title with Glenn Rice. People confuse that; they forget sometimes. The Fab Five never actually won their title, but they were mm-hmm. just absolutely it. There was, you know, they came up against UNLV and Duke, and, and then there was a the timeout game with uh, or Arkansas, and then there was the timeout game, you know, with UNC. And it's just, it was a tough time to be a Michigan fan with all that hope just snatched away from you. But they were doing something funny on DP show today, talking about just that. Like, as a Jets fan, they had one of the I can't remember the guy's name. You'd probably know it if I said it, but he was on talking about being at the game and he left mm-hmm. early. Cause he had to go do, he had to get home to get some sleep and do like morning television. And when he yeah. was on his way out, he saw this family and it was literally right after Rogers went down. he said he was on his way out. This family was walking in and he was like, It was a family, they're all wearing eight jerseys with Rogers on the back, you know, your parents and a couple of kids, you know, one's on the shoulders. And he's like, they're just as high as a kite, you know, going in there thinking, you know, our guy's here, our guy's here. He's like, all I could think was, oh my God, those poor people. Like they're going (laughs) to, they're going to walk through that. You know, cause I guess there was a lot of weather in New Jersey yesterday, kept a bunch of the crowd out that uh, there was late arrivals and stuff. Uh, And he said that was kind of what, there was that probably that gap of time where people were leaving their cars where they were listening to it and just the walk from the car to the stadium. Maybe they didn't have their phone out. Maybe they thought, Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, we're we're already here. It's like for those people to get hit like that when you walk in and just see like, why is a, What's the kid doing out there? What you know? What do we or, or
0: why is the stadium silent with oh. <laughs> everybody just on their knee, like hands on their knees? Like that's what it was. They just they couldn't pan to enough people. It was it, it was brutal to watch just as a fan, like one fan to another, knowing what that feels like Because look in in uh, 2000 what was that 2008 with uh, with Tom Brady, you know, first first game of the year, like I know how it feels.
1: It's, didn't, that, it's sickening. didn't that team? Didn't that team go like ten and six or eleven and five and still not? But and just still not make the playoffs. Yeah, Matt Castle led them to that Castle. record behind uh, Belichick, and yeah, they missed
0: the playoffs because of a, if I can remember correctly, a, a final yeah, week fucking, loss to the um, to Jets. The I think.
1: Okay. Yeah. Whatever. It was a fi- one of those like was one p.m. Like that, yeah. But that was that we lose
0: this game. I believe the Jets went to the AFC Championship that year, though. They went two Was years in a row under Rex Ryan. Was that one of the Sanchez years?
1: Yeah, I believe Sanchez so. If I, I might Sanchez be confusing month.
0: years, but I believe that's how the, those years lined up together. I By the way, so.
1: speaking of Matt Sanchez, USC grad, the USC quarterback Caleb Williams is do, out here doing mm-hmm. national win – NIL has just absolutely off I the chain. Like, I looked up and I, I'm like, oh, Caleb Williams doing Wendy's commercials. This totally makes sense. This is absolutely what they had for the had in mind for the struggling. Hey, I'm not hating on it. You know, no. heard, like, like Coach Prime says, get your bag. Caleb, we blew right past that. I mean, Coach Prime, 2-0. I want to see what happens when they go up against USC. They got USC. Sure. They got Colorado State this week, which should be a walk for them. Colorado State's kind of a joke and then I think after that next week is USC or or when is it Rex Ryan I know right
0: is what is is Colorado's not ranked though right no they are ranked they are now yeah and
1: rightfully so you go into TCU who just come off you know national title appearance where Mm -hmm. they got absolutely dog stomped and then
0: yeah, Actually, I, and, I forgot for a
1: second. And then you go I mean, that's right, yeah. Nebraska's still a national brand in, you know, they're, sure. they, they should are they're, they're a power 5 win on the uh not on the road. And they won did home. they win that
0: one in Nebraska? No, that and was that at home. on the
1: road? that was at home, okay. Yeah, so when do we get when do we get prime in USC? That is going to be do, 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 do. October 1st. Do We have to wait till fucking October for any decent football, I think so. <laughs> Woof! All right, we'll we'll live until then. Yeah, uh, yes, whatever that whatever that last week, October first, September until we can get some decent football. But until then, back to what uh, the the letdown of the Jets, the J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Remember the inverse is true too, though. Do you remember seeing Seattle? Where were you when Seattle did not run with Marshawn? Oh, like, I know. I remember two? exactly
0: where I was. Because I was I was sitting so I was at a friend's house for that Super Bowl. There was a big group of us. We had a real big living room. Um, his uh, he had, there was like two steps down into the living room, and I was sitting on the steps looking at the TV because there was just not enough seats for all of us. Um, and I remember the second uh, that uh, Butler made that interception on the goal line, I remember watching my friend's father jump up out of his recliner. And landing on the recliner so hard that he tipped the whole thing backwards over. And every single person in that room, for some reason, at that exact moment decided that the second we saw him hit the ground on his back, we jumped on him. It was just a massive, it was a massive, like, dog pile celebration. Um,
1: that I will never forget that night. That night was
0: freaking amazing.
1: It just, I it just hit me that Georgia had one of those this past year. We're playing, you know, Ohio State. They're driving forty-yard field goal. The guy, guy had made them all, and then that. I don't. Did you watch that that semifinal game? It was literally as. They did a side-by-side side with the ball dropping at Times Square. And as the ball dropped and hit midnight. That's right. The, yeah. I, I didn't kicked.
0: I didn't see the game live, but I remember seeing the replay of that <laughs> and thinking I was absolutely
1: crazy. I do remember I, that now. I was borderline comatose at that point, just like out of emotion. I was sitting there, and when it went left, I just looked at my roommate, and she and she was like screaming, and I was just shaking my head, laughing, <laughs> like, of course. Uh, and I did say to her, literally in that moment, I was like, we are going to absolutely peep the piss. Out of TCU mm-hmm. and it was kind of like when um, the Red Sox no four, after being down uh. 3-0 and they come back and they it, it, People it was the again the do you believe in miracles game that wasn't the gold medal yep. game It wasn't the final but they did go on to win had they not It certainly wouldn't have been as big of a story it would have been a big story But it would have only been a big story to like the, the fans of that sport Versus sport in general and just mm-hmm. you know larger larger than that uh, the 04 Red Sox. I watch uh, Four Days in October, speaking of 30, 30 for 30. I usually watch that once, twice a year, uh, mm-hmm. once with my roommate knowing, and then she tells me right when I watch it, there you go. You jinxed yeah. us. We're not going to win another. I'm like, I'm, you said that before the 13 World Series, before yeah. the 18 World Series. Like, shut up. Um, or maybe <laughs> it was right after the 13 World Series. But
0: there are there times that the semifinal is. Is more it in the It's yeah. it's just the the bigger moment. It's it was like you already pointed out. It was like that with because think about it. Both 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 of the the oh4 uh, and um uh they want it back to back like o four and o five or no o four and o seven no the socks oh.
1: um yeah they they
0: o four and o seven um. I mean, they, those both of those World Series they swept in the end. Like the World Series themselves were were freaking snooze fest. They were they were boring. You knew it was done two games in. Uh, but the you know the ALC Championship Series leading into it was was money. It was gold. It was a seven game slugfest. Like those like those semifinals, especially the one against the Yankees in No. Four. Like that's it's just always going to overshadow. No one's going to remember that World Series other than the fact that or just because it was because the Red Sox won for the first time in you know yeah. a lifetime literally in some people's lifetime.
1: I can't get enough of this Fab Five 30 for 30. <laughs> I have a golf. Well, look, I, have, I have a head cover that's a that's a Michigan Wolverine. And it was because of my obsession. That my mom gave it to me or gave it to me, bought it for me. I doubt she just had one laying around. Well, let's, yeah, let's, no. take,
0: let's, say, let's take a quick break. Let's hear from underdog real Duh. fast. And then when we come back, we can see what other football thoughts are on our mind, and see what other random uh, sports musings we get into. We'll be right back after this. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever, and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit... (laughs) And win, you don't even have to set your lineup, always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money up to $100 using our exclusive promo code? Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them, Gingerbread Center, good girl. Yes, get on there and use that discount code D-I-V-P-I-V uh, when signing up for Underdog Fantasy. I'm in a ton of best balls on there uh, for this season, this NFL season. Uh, and once you draft them, you just sit back and forget about it until the final week of the, week of the season and you see how you did. It doesn't require any lineup management. You just draft. Underdog will do the rest. Uh, so any other f- thoughts on your Fab Five since it's still so forward in your mind or right not, You're obsessed.
1: Nah, I got I got distracted no, right. by Chat GPT, and I, told I wanted Chat to give G- you your moments. <laughs> I told Chat GPT to tell me a golf joke, and it says, "Why do golfers always carry two pairs of pants? Why, in case they get a hole in one."
0: This happened last time we tried to do golf jokes. Remember that? I know. I know. And neither one of us laughed at each other's joke. <laughs>
1: This isn't my joke. This is the, this is AI. This is is what keeps me confident. AI is not going to take over everything because (sighs) first of all, they don't, they didn't even do it right. I had to correct it. They, this was written. Why don't golfers ever bring two pairs of pants in case they get a hole in one. And I'm thinking, no, well, actually you want to have a second pair of pants. If you get a hole in your pair of your pants, I've split my pants before on the golf course. And it's in, and luckily I had an extra pair in my golf bag. Just saying, yeah, what
0: happens? You, you you brought up AI, and now I need to, I need to find this story really fast. Did you see the AI robots that were amongst, were operating amongst the fans at uh, the Chargers game this weekend?
1: No, and I already don't like where this is going.
0: Uh, let me. I'm gonna blow this picture up. I'm gonna share my screen right here on this stream. Um, it's it's the the stuff that nightmares is, are made out of. Is it's, this? Are you about to
1: share some nightmare fuel? Yeah, oh, where's this no stuff? way! I just pulled it up. These these fuckers in jumpsuits that look like they're wearing <laughs> bionic headphones. <All> right. Absolutely <laughs> not. And yeah, they, they um, have uh, to make them look. They can be <laughs> ni- they can be a lot nicer with how they design that. Oh
0: my god, the size of this freaking bug. Um. Anyways,
1: I, I uh, don't. The, I don't. Isn't
0: that the scariest freaking thing you've ever seen? That's uh, some
1: iRobot stuff. That's not good at all, right? And a couple. Just tell me.
0: because tell me. You. You. They. If they just wrap the skin around the the, the robot parts that you just can the, see the phrase on the side of the head wrap there, the
1: skin around. the I fact know, right? That but, this is entered.
0: But follow me. They they cover that stuff up, and and you look at this group of people. You you think they're people? Do you think they're awkward and weird and whatever? Sure, but you don't think they're robots.
1: Have you heard, speaking of weird robots, <laughs> this, this drug, this drug that, that like there, all these people are not like a party drug. It's saying things like the kids aren't having like popping pills and smoking the doobies. No, yeah. this is like for junkies on this, not for junkies, on the, <laughs> specifically designed for the junkie on the street. No, it's what the, uh, the, the, the real desperate folks who are in a bad way and they're, you know, heroin, that kind of stuff. Sure. It's called trank they've they've resorted to I've heard of it mixing animal tranquilizer yeah. with uh fentanyl mhm it's, it's it's the stuff that'll kill you and the animal tranquilizer like causes your skin to like pus and then like uh, spread kind of like the gray skin or gray- did you watch game of thrones should i can we I make this? Not. Right?
0: i did not watch game ah, of thrones you're fucking useless
1: so it's like it basically it, like eats away at your skin but And also, since it's a sedative, not an opioid, like the Narcan that they give people doesn't work Mm -hmm. on it because it's a whole different, you know, chemical reaction or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I heard about this today. And all I can think to myself is animal tranquilizer and fentanyl. Scary shit.
0: It's terrifying. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody like overdose on fentanyl before, but it's it's no, terrifying to are, walk, about, to are we about to get real? To was this a uh, was no? This I won't go into f- too much de- detail. This is when I was working in Boston, yeah,
1: four plus years ago now. Um, was it? Did a, the person know they were taking fentanyl, or was this something that they found out later was la- laced with fentanyl? That I don't know because I, I just I I saw this person. Um,
0: you know, I so I'd seen enough in being in Boston for the, the two years that I worked at the showroom in Boston. I'd seen enough, um, people getting high to, to recognize the different like which different drugs people were on, and, and and fentanyl had a very, uh, kind of unique posture, if you want to say, to the way they they carried themselves as they tried to stumble down the street. Uh, yeah. and this, this person, um, just dropped right in front of our showroom door and just laid there and was out and the ambulance came and they could not wake him up. Uh they put him in that ambulance but then the ambulance stayed there for a while and another ambulance came and they transferred to the other ambulance and that, it it was a whole it was a whole thing that lasted like an hour um to the point where I I'd gone and asked like the EMTs. This is the only reason why I know specifically that that was fentanyl. I asked them like what the hell's going on like what, what was this guy on they think then they were like we think it's fentanyl like like it's it's getting crazy around here um don't do drugs that you don't grow yourself that's what i say yeah but it's it's scary to what like because they it looks like they're like frozen in time and yeah you don't want to make light of it but it looks like they like they're zombies. in the maze they, they look
1: like zombies
0: bending in weird ways because it, they're just trying to stay balanced with however it's 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 fucked up don't do it
1: so we were talking about the fort the fortinet championship i got oh, was question. that what we were talking about i got a question for you first of all two things internet and international golf is around the corner we got the solheim cup next week so you are going to be hearing about that on the show i'm going to make andrew get educated uh on the women the women's international so it also solheim cup is apparently going to another like they're going they're going to play this year and then either next, i think they go i think they're playing back-to-back years because they got thrown off by the COVID rotation and uh they're, they're going back to, I think, even numbered years in 24 or 26. Mm-hmm. But Solheim Cup is just the Ryder Cup, you know, essentially for the same kind of setup and same teams and everything uh, for, for the women's game, you know, continental Europe and the U.K. versus the United States. So that's coming up, and there's been some familiar names that we've mentioned on this show that are on the teams. We'll talk about that. But before – that and then the following week is obviously the ryder cup marco simone that's the real deal show Mm -hmm. uh for us anyways i don't mean real deal as in women's golf isn't the real deal i just mean that it is the uh, ultimate as in last event on the calendar before we really kind of pivot hard to football because i don't see myself getting too much into these fall fedex fall swing events Mm -hmm. and let me explain to you real quick what the fedex fall swing is because we've been asking this question about okay if we're going back to a calendar year but there's going to be tournaments in the fall. What the hell does it all mean? They're not going to get rid of all of these fall tournaments. They're actually going to keep, I think this year it's eight and uh, in the future years, it might fluctuate six, seven and eight I've seen, but essentially it's a way for them to continually narrow the top of I don't think they're going to go any more than they already have with the FedEx cup playoffs being at 70. Cause then they get a nice little 70, 50, 30 cadence going, but yeah, the, the flip question of that was like, all right, so what the hell, you know, what what is there to play for then if you're not in that top seventy? Well, your status on tour for the following year. So those guys who mm-hmm. are obviously top fifty are locked in for next year; they're good to go. Uh, winners of PGA Tour events get a two-year exemption, but I'm just talking about where you what what where you finish and how, what does that grant you. So that asks the question, you know, from fifty-one to seventy, I think they're pretty pretty well locked in with their status. Uh, For next year but they can play in these fall events if they want to just for the money or for uh positioning for signature events if they're not already qualified for the signature events because the top 50 automatically get locked into the signature events so really what this fall is going to be about and what the subsequent falls are going to be about is just that the people Mm -hmm. now and also guys who are like 126 and above they and from basically 71 to 125 they're playing for status too they're playing to try to to, to hold on to that so there's always going to be this FedEx Cup playoff finale that a tour championship that happens but then it's like there's going to be that 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 competition that continues just for those folks who didn't make the playoffs to say Mm -hmm. how high can you finish and you might actually get passed up if you don't go out there and defend your spot. So there is going to be good competitive golf going on this fall. There's gonna be a lot of names because as we saw, you forget, you know, there's a lot of good golfers out there who just didn't make it to the tour championship or they didn't make it to the top 50. And so we forget about it a little bit, but the only two Ryder cuppers that are going to be there are going to be Max Homa and JT now, why is Max playing in the Fortinet championship when he's got the Ryder Cup two weeks around the corner? Well, <laughs> he won it back to back years and nobody's done it three years in a row since Steve Stricker did it with the John Deere. Sure. and, 9, 10, and 11. So he's going to go try to defend. And I actually, I applaud him for that because if he, if he didn't go back, people would just very well be like, oh, he's probably working on the Ryder Cup game. I mean, I don't know what these guys have in mind. If they're going to go like down to Jupiter and all play money matches for the next two weeks to, you know, build up the competitive, whatever. I don't Aren't know what they already in Rome? Are. They did. A, the, they, they, they just picked, went for a scouting trip, right? They did a visit, and uh, yeah. and Jim Furyk won the or wore the famous 1999 polo that has pictures mm-hmm. all over it. it. Looks like a wallpaper from a bad clubhouse. <laughs> but uh, but no, Jay, So Max is going to come defend and try to be, try to do the three peat. And they're they're back in California, and he does very well in California. Justin Thomas is actually on there for the status thing, right? And I think to to kind of maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If prove is right the right word, but to solidify, you know that yes, that wasn't a fluke. I was close. My game's here, and maybe go lock up a win. I don't think we'll see much more of him after this. I do think that this is maybe him after missing the playoffs. Let me go. Let me go get a couple competitive rounds, tournament rounds in. Yeah. Even though the Ryder Cup is a whole different atmosphere and beast, those guys are playing literally hole by hole, like a like hole by hole, like round by round in a prize fight versus the seventy-two hole long game. I mean. The, every shot is huge and can pivot, you know, every hole counts. And, but at the same time, you can take more risks because if your partner's got you or, you know, if, if, if your partner's got your blessing, then, you know, you can just walk away from a bad shot. A 10 doesn't hurt you any more than, you know, losing a hole by one stroke. So uh, it's sure. going to be interesting to see what happens when they do get over there. But the flip side of that, as I mentioned, Wentworth is going on the BMW, the the Rolex series, their signature events. Yeah. All twelve of the Ryder Cup team from Europe is playing in that. So my question to you is: Do you? I mean, do you anticipate, or what do you think about uh, the discrepancy there in the the teams' participations in their various tour events?
0: Um, I do. I mean, I do think it gives a little bit of an edge to To the European guys out there, all playing competitive rounds, all playing in the same tournament, um, It means they're gonna be able to meet after their rounds and talk about what went right, what went wrong, what they, what that means that happened in that tournament, what they can carry forward to to work on for the right. Like I think it's, I think it can almost be viewed as a team building exercise, and because that's what I feel like they're probably using that for is, is kind of like that. Like they're they use it to stay fresh. They're they, but they'll use it to. Um, to communicate and strategize as well. So, uh, I mean, it's it's a small edge. Like, I don't think it's going to be the the reason why your wins or loses or, or U.S. loses. Um, but but I think do I think would I prefer to be doing that compared to nothing? Yeah,
1: I I, I would rather be doing what uh, what those guys are doing. And see, that's why I'm dying to runs. know what what is going on in Team USA because they they picked you know. So I, I kind of jokingly said, you know, all down in Jupiter and play a year round tour Well, Jupiter is where, Mm -hmm. uh, JT and Ricky and even Rory lives in Jupiter, but like JT, Ricky Brooks, uh, a lot of those Florida guys. And then you've got Scotty and Sam Burns who, you know, I think actually Sam's in Florida now, but is from Texas, but that's what I want to know too, did they all go back to their own individual teams and their own swing doctors? And are they just tweaking their game or. Are they together and are they like i said are they just going to play money matches for the next three weeks and like you know maybe it's i hope and i would hope that they are treating it like a camp almost you know we got a couple weeks yeah. let's just all hold up together it's not like money the freaking object for these guys and, uh, you know, and again, half of them live down there anyway. You got access to some of the world. You know, they, they're all members. A bunch of those guys are members at you know Grove 23. And then there's the Medalists is where a lot yeah. of them actually play. Medalist Golf Club down there apparently is one of those like sneaky hard tracks, which is why they all play there. Uh, so I'm dying to find out what happens there because I do think that if it comes out that we laid a big old goose egg, Mm -hmm. I want to know what happened in that dead space and what, yeah. Why weren't all 12 of these guys at the fortunate, but I also understand that, you know, Max is here. He doesn't have to be, but people understand why he's there again, the defending champ. Sure. If, if, you know, I don't know, just say, say a fucking name. If Sam Burns is like, you know, I'm going to go play fortunate, Sam, your, your future's locked up. Like you're going to be on tour for quite some time. Now you got a couple wins, you got some exemptions. Your, 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 your status is kind of solid. You're taking space away from somebody who literally could be moving up the ranks and this could be impactful for them. So I understand why they wouldn't, you know, you know, even given the opportunity, why they're passing on it, but what are they doing in the meantime? Because the knock on the team on team USA for years has been a bunch of individuals, a bunch of prima donnas. Uh, We came together great whistling straights two years ago. You saw some just sheer domination I don't know how much of that was team vibes versus just a fucking really good collection of golfers who are all playing really, really good. I mean, that was DJ was playing well. He went five and yeah. zero. uh, speaking of real quick, live, live plugged. You see that cam Smith announced that he's going to, he's going to actually, he's got status on the DP world tour. So cam Smith is going to keep playing the rest of the season because he needs his world ranking points. And he Makes kind sense. of talked about how irrelevant the world rankings are becoming. And all I could think to myself is, they haven't moved, and all I hear is very faint. Yeah, irrelevant. I don't know what that's called. Yeah, that. it's shut up. You know what, guys? Just wait a couple more months. Don't make it. any more statements. Find out what your fate is. If live, because I do think that if live can negotiate existing in this partnership mm-hmm. agreement or whatever, they're gonna then probably insist on points. And there's no, there's no way that that doesn't. The, happen. Yeah, there's no
0: way they're not having that as part of the negotiation. That, that's right.
1: been their a flag plant of theirs since the beginning. And so it was in the early 2000s, even when Tiger and Phil got put out as a Ryder Cup team and they got their asses kicked. They were awful mm-hmm. and like best ball and alternate shot because it is a strategic game. You can't just say, here's the talent go, uh, which is why I like that. They've opened it up to six captains picks because locking it in at 10, you really can have a guy who played really well eight months ago and maybe racked up even a win or two. And then got all those points and banked them early. And it's playing like garbage. So the whole way that it's structured now to get the form. So what are they yeah. doing with those guys in their form? I, I I'm dying I would to, love know, to know, and, know too, like the, not the conspiracy theorist in me, but the sports fan in me, like I said, it hopes that they're all down at Jupiter or wherever the hell they are. Like having some sort of like two week, remember the Titans type retreat. <laughs> Cause I do. I mean, you think about it, it's been 30 years since they've won, since we've won uh, a Ryder cup. On european soil it's a big deal i mean there that, that is, is a streak that you look at the history of the ryder cup there was a 50 year there was a 50 year stretch where we only lost once and it was like from like 1947 or 1945 right after the first one after world war ii we mm-hmm. we went on a 50-year run where we only had one loss and then all of a sudden when they integrated with the continental europe change the tides a little bit. And now, you know, we've been on our heels. If you take three steps back, I mean, it feels good that we won the way we did a couple of years ago, but if you take again, three steps back, then you're six steps back. The uh, you know, we've been getting our ass handed to me, to us in my lifetime and Mm -hmm. there's been some high expectations. So I'm nervous. I'm excited. I, I, I don't know what to expect because I mean, it, it's the fucking Ryder Cup. I was pretty confident going into 2018 in Paris, just because I thought we had a bunch of talented guys on the team. It turns out that they just had a better team, so I think that's where. Um, and and the and Luke Donald was kind of leaning into that, talking about how talented his guys are, and just how what good form they're in versus how we're almost being criticized for the boys' club atmosphere or making it about you know partnerships and relationships. But team team golf, alternate shot, or best ball are just a really weird, weird. It's a weird mentality again. When when you know it's a te- it does bring the true team sport a- aspect into it when you're playing with a partner in a round versus the live team where we don't know whose score is counting and not, and it's still an individual. You know what it is? Live scoring and te- their team sport has nothing to do with actually a team game in this no. in like in the way that Ryder Cup does or the way that a best ball, and an alternate shot. Um, because you don't know, you know, you have no idea a, whether your score is going to be used and B you're not with the person you're, you're not looking a teammate in the eye after you met. you can just shrug off a bad shot and move on, uh, and think to yourself like, all right, I can get that back. But when you're, when you have to turn and look somebody in the eye right afterwards or pick them up and have the opportunity to do so, it's a whole different team aspect. The live yeah. golf is just a scoring tactic little trick they use to to try to make us think that it's exciting and fun. But they get to wear shorts and they play <laughs> music. So uh yeah really
0: on. as far as their scoring goes it really is just that the only difference they made or change they made was making half the field irrelevant it, it come Sunday pretty much. Um based on what were they playing for if their score doesn't matter. So yeah it isn't there isn't a, a functional change to the way it's scored like you see in the Ryder Cup and these other team events for sure. Um, that's a great point. I never thought of it in that from in that from that angle before.
1: I forgot the Taylor Gooch. I'm on the Live website because the last time I was on the w- Live website, it was down. Uh, oh yes, that was, remember that earlier in the season? I do
0: remember that. Mm-hmm.
1: They've done some updates. They, and uh, we've got Live Chicago coming up September 22nd through the 24th. You can get that on the CW Network Live Golf Plus and YouTube TV. Not, not sorry, not YouTube TV. YouTube, totally different.
0: What has more success on the CW network, the ACC football deal or the live do-
1: golf deal? Dawson's Creek still has more success on the <laughs> CW network than anybody else. Touche. Heartland, <laughs> Heartland. <laughs> Heartland, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hey, now Buffy. we're talking. That's my childhood right there. <laughs> big
0: buff, big Buffy guy. My dad was a big Buffy fan, and then so I watched it with him. And
1: Sarah Michelle Geller was one of my first loves. So. That's fair. Uh, I can see yeah. that. I had a little crush on Sarah Michelle Gellar, especially with was it Cruel Intentions? Her and Selma Blair. Yes. And, Cruel uh, Intentions. The the Justin Timberlake before he was Justin Timberlake, also known as yeah. Ryan Philippi. Is it Philippi? So. <laughs> I don't know, but the... but that it's exactly the same look. That's what I think <laughs> when is. Justin it right J T got out of NSYNC and was like, I want to be Ryan Philippi from 1999. They were like, you know yeah. what? Good call. He didn't really land that.
0: It was fine. It was fine. I am looking at this for the the field for the Fortnite Championship, and there there are some names in here. Uh, yeah, talk to the goose. I mean, you know, Bo is in there. Um,
1: Where we see here, uh, your boy David Lipsky's in the field. Lipsky's gonna um, break through. That's gonna be a big prediction of mine in twenty four. Lipsky j- jumps in there and breaks through. Sure, Joel Diamonds in there. I'd love to see <laughs> him do something. Sure, sure. Who wouldn't?
0: Um, but you know, Kevin Kisner might be feeling, you know, feeling a little jealous that he can't be part of a team event because we know he he loves the the match play style. Um, but Kucher's there. Uh, Andrew Putnam, who actually had a good year this year, is in the FedEx Cup top fifty. He's there. Zach Johnson, uh, you're the the leader is playing this weekend. So this El, El Capitan. Are, yeah, there's some names out here um just, well, it's a big pro it's it stands out
1: it's a pretty big professional golf landscape my, my,
0: my boy austin smotherman uh sahit sagala is in the field as well
1: i think we see him in uh, a presidents cup or a rider cup in the next i say 4 years I think he'll miss the next one. I I don't think he's going to get in next year's President's Cup unless all of a sudden he Mm -hmm. goes on just some sort of tear and wins two, three, four times and catches form. But um, I just like him. And, of course, there's the full swing. When's full swing season two coming out? You know uh,
0: You just put that in my head, too. I was about to ask you. You beat me, too. I'm not sure.
1: Well, I mean, God, don't. Let me just. uh, Akshay's in the field, too, by the way. Will there be? Uh, yes, and then we're we're Team AB this year. He just got he just got engaged. So did Matty Fitzpatrick.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I saw Matty Fitzpatrick got engaged.
1: I did not see that I actually did though. I mean, shoot your shot, buddy. They met on Instagram. A tale as old as time.
0: Christian Bazidenhout.
1: Bezidenhout. Whatever. Yeah, and I don't know. If, I don't think that they have.
0: I don't That's think why I'll never there. make it big because I just. <laughs> just
1: whatever (laughs) i don't think that they've announced a a date wait season five for drive to survive yeah no oh well we'll figure it out season two at some point but that's exactly why wait full swing 2020 that's exactly why uh he's on everybody's radar same thing with like joel damon Uh, yeah you know he obviously got a lot of love from from the full swing experience i can't believe you have to say full swing wearing that robe what is the material of this robe oh it's don't it's, ever don't ever use that tone with me that was gross <laughs>
0: um i don't know what the actual material is it's definitely not real silk but, it but it's feels like a silky, like silky material silk. so you really are
1: wearing a dirty sleazy cum stained <laughs> silky robe uh part of no.
0: i'm not just giving that a blanket yes <laughs> Nor you I will say not. it's to, it's toasty though it, it's for how thin it is it's, it's toasty, toasty.
1: Or yeah, are you yeah. are you making it hotter? Probably.
0: I, at I, this well, point, I if anybody's still if anybody's
1: still listening at this point, I <laughs> applaud you and your dedication to the show. What are we looking at for week two in the NFL? Like you already alluded to, Georgia South Carolina this weekend for the Dogs. Uh, I don't, and I think other than that, you do have Colorado Colorado State because just because Coach yeah. Prime and the Prime Train. Uh, I'd love to see them stumble, but we got the Dolphins, Pats, Sunday night, eight twenty. Do you have you do. any? I, I have hope. I do I have. have hope. I
0: have a little. So I have a little bit of hope. Um, and believe we've been me, saving the, the, Pat, that, the best for last.
1: The, let's let's finish with the Pats.
0: The way the Pats started that game, um, I was. It was my hope was gone real fast. But they stood tough and they turned it around. They and they uh, they made it a game. Um, they are still there's still some issues to work out. Uh, But the biggest thing for me was that the offensive line actually performed pretty damn well, considering how awful they were said to have going to be. So um, that's why I have hope because I feel like the rest of the issues that they had are week one rust issues. The penalties were the worst thing, that they're it's not that they took a lot of penalties, but their penalties were awfully timed and stupid for the, given the situation. So if they can clean up the penalties, I think some of the other stuff is going to shake off naturally. And if that offensive line can keep playing, I'm not saying they're going to fucking win, make the playoffs even. like, But they, have, they might have a shot at making the playoffs. And especially now that the Jets aren't going to be what the Jets were supposed to be. Yes, they came back and won last night. Uh, but let's be real. Zach Wilson is not going to lead this team to to glory. And Zach Wilson, is you, don't not think, going to you don't think you don't think High School you don't think High School Musical is going to host the Lombardi? So <laughs>
1: no.
0: So I think I, they might not finish last in the division now, though. Well, we'll see. I still think the Jets have a good. The Jets team is still talented. They're, they're just lacking talent at the quarterback position.
1: So we'll see how it shakes out. But I have a little bit of
0: hope. I think there could be some competitiveness now.
1: I think that the Pats use, remember back in the Brady days, sometimes there'd be months, September's that are two and two. Sometimes they're yes. three and one. I mean, this is still, this is the extended preseason. They didn't look like a dumpster fire there. No, you know, I actually, that's right. I actually, at
0: first they did. Right. But
1: once they settled the nerves, then, uh, so I think, I think that I think that obviously we'll learn a lot more. when We go against the pal, the pal, the, pal, the paladins, yeah. the, paladins. <laughs> the paladins, the porpoise. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Dolphins, the dolphins dolphins are dolphins are a porpoise yeah. uh we go against the dolphins this weekend but sunday's gonna be a fun day as is one o'clock i'm, ex- I'm excited to see what happens with the bills how they bounce back after that fucking yeah. just absolute nightmare of a flop they looked and awful. jimmy g looks good in black and go or black and silver out in-, in las vegas i'm not gonna lie i have a little man crush on jimmy g 425 <laughs> jets cowboys it I'm no, the
0: least we saw what the Cowboys defense can do, and I know the what's Giants the, what's
1: the line? Shat themselves, Dallas is Dallas is only getting eight or giving eight and a half. Oh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm taking them. <laughs> this has got to be <laughs> I'm
0: taking them,
1: and the over under that 39. defense
0: that defense is going to see. That's the thing, the Jets' offensive line, even with Rodgers back there, still wasn't great, and the, right, the, what we saw, the cowboys defensive line due to the giants daniel jones didn't stand a chance and that's the thing i don't put that giants loss on daniel jones daniel jones couldn't move the entire game but like, so, I, yeah, I should so. i should word that differently he had to move the entire game game yeah. but he couldn't move to where he needed to be so i, I think i see that being
1: another absolute barn burner for the cowboys I think Dallas Dallas minus eight and a half is is a is easy money, but the over under thirty nine and a half is I think a sucker's bet because, yeah, you're not going to have a defensive scoring output like that every week. Your your points uh, you valid might with Zach you...
0: Wilson <laughs> Going against Zach Wilson, you might. I mean,
1: <laughs> never bet on a defensive touchdown. All right, take us home,
0: Haas. Yeah, we're gonna take us home and uh, we're gonna get ready for another week of the NFL here. We uh, got a couple more weeks to the Ryder Cup, so we're going to sprinkle in some golf. But you can still catch us every week here. We're not disappearing for you uh, every Tuesday, eight o'clock here on Fantasy Sports Corporation. And I'm Andrew Laduke, aka Mr. Mallard, the sophisticated one at the Silky Touch tonight. Uh, joined as always by Bud Copeland. Do Chief not, do not use
1: the word "silky" <laughs> in my name <laughs> in the same sense.
0: I won't. I won't. That's going to do. That's going to do it first, guys. Have a great night and keep it classy.